Welcome to episode number 24 of the Technician Academy podcast hosted by ASE Master Technician Richard Young. This episode is powered by Premium Guard Filters. Visit pgfilters.com to view their first to market coverage. In this episode, Richard talks with the 2017 Auto Care Association Impact Award recipient Kyle Byrne. Kyle is the Vice President of Distribution at Merrill Company, Arnold Motor Supply. Richard and Kyle discuss the honor of receiving such an award, why Kyle got into the automotive industry in the first place, the shortage of automotive technicians today, what Kyle thinks might stop a student from entering into the automotive industry, and much more. We hope that you enjoy episode number 24 of the Technician Academy podcast powered by Premium Guard Filters. Visit pgfilters.com to view their first-to-market coverage. Welcome to today's Technician Academy podcast. We're fortunate enough to have Kyle Byrne with us. He is the Vice President of Distribution at Merrill Company and Arnold Motor Supply. Welcome, Kyle. Thank you, Richard. It's a, it's a pleasure to be with you today. Well, it's it. The pleasure is mine. Uh, you know, uh, looking through your distinguished past in the automotive industry, I, I'm excited to get into this podcast and talk about what you see and some of the ideas you have. The, uh, I'll tell you what, it's, th- this industry is uh, growing as fast as just about any other industry that I can imagine. You know, with the technological advancements that are going in today's vehicles, uh, there's the sky's the limit, I guess, for the automotive industry. I wholeheartedly agree with that. So, Kyle, give the listeners a rundown of kind of your history and past in the automotive industry. Okay, well, uh, I started... Uh, I started at the age of 18. I was hired for uh, to uh, run deliveries and kind of do odd jobs around the uh, the Arnold Motor Supply store in Muscatine, Iowa. That's where I got my start. Um, after a couple of weeks, I found myself uh, operating a, a box van, running uh, parts to other uh, store locations around the uh, around the eastern Iowa area. Um, you know, after uh, after a little time off there, I, I got back into the store while I was in college at the University of Northern Iowa. Uh, worked at our store in Cedar Falls, Iowa, while going to college. Uh, and after graduating with a degree in industrial management, uh, I was uh, offered the opportunity to manage our Wilton, Iowa store, which took me kind of back to uh, where I grew up, back into the area where I grew up. But uh, still far enough away that uh, you know I could uh, kind of establish myself as a as a local businessman there. Um, after about uh, three years at the Wilton store, we uh, we were fortunate enough to take a kind of a store that that wasn't doing well and and turned it into a good store. Uh, I was offered another opportunity to uh, transfer to a, a larger store in Grinnell, Iowa, which is a little more centrally located in the state of Iowa. Um, and that was already a good store and uh, uh, was given the opportunity to turn it into a great store. Uh, over a, about a five-year period, we uh, we added a couple of jobs. We increased sales by about 75%, and we were able to uh, to increase our, our net profit uh, by almost 400%. So, uh, we found a lot of success there, and through that success, by uh, building a good team, I was offered the opportunity to move to Spencer, Iowa, where I'm now located with the Merrill Company, 
overseeing our distribution operations. Well, yeah, and and looking back in our pre-call, uh, you know, we discussed that, and, and looking at your history with Arnold and, and Merrill, you know, that's kind of a track record. You you've went into these stores and you've increased profit and you've increased sales. Uh, so naturally, uh, you know, that's noticed by your peers, and and that's kind of the reason why I contacted you. You were awarded the 2017 Auto Care Association Impact Award. So congratulations with that. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I was uh, one of four uh, award recipients for that uh, for that award this year, and and you know it's uh, it's an honor and a privilege to be a part of such an amazing group of people that were uh, that were out at uh, Apex this year to accept those awards. Yeah, and and correct me if I'm wrong. You didn't really realize you were being entered into the running for that award. Uh, your your coworkers and your peers around you entered that for you. That is correct. It was. Uh, you know, there was a request to uh, uh, essentially build a, a resume, and uh, you know, I, I assume there was something, some reason behind that, but uh, wasn't 100% sure what was going on until I received a phone call acknowledging that uh, that I was a, a recipient for this year's uh, for the 2018 awards. So yeah, that, that's definitely a, a celebratory award. I mean, it's four you know, one of four. Uh, and I'm sure that there were more than just four entrants into the, into the competition or into the awards. So yeah, congratulations on that. And so how does it feel to look, looking forward a little bit? I mean, impact award, what, what's next? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Um, uh, you know, I guess, uh, uh, right now it's, uh, I'm just focusing on the responsibilities that I have, uh, day to day and, and trying to plan, uh, some of our next moves for, for the short term future here. Um, you know, it's, I've got the, uh, um, I've had the opportunity to work with, uh, a, a team of about 40 individuals and, in, uh, here in our, our distribution center in Spencer, Iowa at the Merrill company. And, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to, uh, we're trying to improve some areas of our operation, which is fun, and uh, at the same time, build a good, strong, solid team. Uh, I believe it's very important to uh, to build a team. I I truly believe that the success that I have found uh, through my years at the store or stores, I should say, uh, the majority of that success I, I attribute to the team that I had around me. Um, you know, motivating people and challenging people to want to do better, uh, is, is really what, uh, what allowed us to find the success that, that we did over the course of the last few years. Yeah. And, and being a good leader, that is definitely, I mean, if you're, if you're distinguished enough to, to be recognized as a good leader. Uh, you know, having that team and, and I'm, you know, that team around you, that's what, that's what really makes a good leader. So, and you see that quite often. Why, why the automotive industry? What, what led you to way back whenever you was delivering parts? Why, why did you pick the automotive industry? You know, I've always had a, a I guess a passion for, for automotive. Um, and I would say that's something that I probably inherited from my, my father, my uncle, uh, you know, they didn't work in the automotive field uh, during my time, but they spent some time, you know, in the, the old full-service gas stations and, and 
Uh, matter of fact, I, my father for a short time period, I believe, was a uh, a sales rep for Amsoil. Um, but, you know, they, they got me involved with, with car shows and, and working on cars at home. Uh, friends of mine were automotive enthusiasts. We had local dirt tracks in our area where where we would uh, – you know, get a get an old car together, put a roll cage in it, and uh, whatever it took to uh, to qualify to go out on the track and and go out there and run a car. So um, it's it's something I've always been around. It's something I love. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those situations where I feel fortunate that I get to work in a field that I also consider to be my hobby. Uh, you know, automotive is it's it's a huge part of my life. Uh, both both at work and at home, uh, on and off the clock. So that's, I'm, I feel very fortunate that I, I was able to find such a, a great career uh, with the company that I love in a field that I love. So yeah, and and to mention that company, I mean, you started out as a parts just you know parts delivery for Arnold Motor Supply. Now I'm sure that there were other uh, automotive related businesses within that area. Why what attracted you to Arnold? Well, I had a uh, I had a friend that worked there. Um, you know, it was it was one of those I kind of had a more of a, a small business feel to it. Uh, you know, they had a machine shop. It was it was the reputation that that Arnold Motor Supply had in the communities that we're in uh, were second to none. I mean, everybody knew that if you needed to get something done or you had a problem, you needed help identifying a part that Arnold Motor Supply was your place to stop because we had great counter professionals behind the counter that were always willing to help. And, you know, they, there was a, a wonderful manager there uh, that, that is still with our company. Um, uh, I consider him a good friend, and he brought me into this industry. Uh, I still remember the interview that I had with him, some of the things that we talked about. And uh, I, I, I give him... Uh, a lot of thanks and praise because he saw something inside a, a young 18-year-old, fresh out of high school, wet behind the ears guy that uh, I probably didn't even see in myself. Um, and I'm I'm very thankful for that. He he gave me an opportunity, exposed me to uh, a small piece of of the automotive industry. You know, at that time I didn't realize how large this industry really is, but. Uh, I knew that there was uh, there was good people at that store. There was knowledgeable people. There was helpful people, and those were the people that I wanted to be associated with. So yeah, building that. And in my in a past position, I had I I dealt with Arnold Motor Supply briefly, and and that that was the feeling I got. I mean, they're they're their hometown they they care about the customer they they care about what the customer needs that customer service that's that uh is so vitally important today so give us a, a brief rundown about arnold motor supply and the merrill company i know i know there's a unique thing about uh the merrill company is 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 the employees are are part of the owners yes we uh you know uh the merrill company is the uh the wd the warehouse distributor for the arnold motor supply retail stores and we have uh, some auto value branded stores in the uh, western region of our state and in Nebraska. Um, you know, we were started in 1927 right here in Spencer, Iowa, by a gentleman named E.P. Arnold. Um, he opened up the first Arnold Motor Supply store here. The second one was in Marshall, Minnesota. 
and it's just grown from there over the last 90 years. Uh, we're up to 64 locations. We're in five states. We're in Iowa and the four surrounding states. Um, you know, we, we sell to the, to the DIY market, to the DIFM market. We sell to the agriculture market, to the industrial market, uh, collision repair. I mean, all facets of, of anything that is, uh, ag, automotive, heavy duty related. Um, you know, that's who we're, that's who we're targeting. That's who we're selling to. I mean, it's, everyone is a customer. We consider everybody a customer in our communities. That's, that's, that's how we look at things. And, and we try to, you know, we treat everyone with respect. We treat everyone the same way that we'd want to be treated. And we want to make sure that we go out of our way to help these folks because, you know, we want to be around for another 90 years. It's, it's, it's pretty big to say, uh, that after 90 years with all the consolidation and mergers that go on within the automotive industry, that after 90 years, we're still running strong as the same company that we were back in 1927. Yeah. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but shortly after opening the first, uh, parts store, uh, they started a machine shop division of it and you still have that division, uh, operating today, correct? We do. We do. We've got, uh, We've got about 17 machine shops uh, at, our, at various locations uh, across uh, across our five states here that we service. Uh, you know, and that's uh, that's something that set us apart from the from the competition. Is you know, we're we've got full service machine shops. We've got a a, a cylinder head remanufacturing facility in Nevada, Iowa, called Midwest Cylinder Head. Uh, they do a lot of cast iron welding, a lot of aluminum welding. Uh, they they are known around the country and I believe even around the world for the abilities that they have to repair uh, cast iron and, and cast aluminum uh, pieces that are otherwise considered to be junk. Yeah. And that's, that's a, uh, that's a, that's a definitely a skilled trade. I mean, being able to understand the metallurgy it takes to, to rebuild those components. And uh, you know, it's not something that our industry anymore really has a lot of specialists in. So, you know, having those machine shops at those locations would definitely separate Arnold Motor Supply from, from the average uh, parts store or parts chain. So, yeah, that's a, that's a great piece, added, added value, added value to your customers. So you've also, I mean, you're pretty accomplished, very accomplished, but still a young man. And I see you have a, a AAP through Northwood University. What made you decide to, to go after that? Well, you know, it was uh, uh, every every so many years. I'm gonna say every every three years, every four years. The uh, the Auto Value Alliance, which we are a member of, uh, has uh, conventions, and during those conventions, there's a lot of uh, educational seminars that are offered. Um, and those educational seminars, uh, from attending those, you earn uh, continuing education credits. Um, and, uh, you know, having been in this business now working with Arnold Motor Supply and the Merrill company for almost 17 years, I've had the, uh, the opportunity to attend several of these conventions. And, uh, there was, there was a point in time where I received my transcript that said, you know, I had, uh, earned 1.8 credits from, from attending various educational seminars. And, and after exploring, uh, the potential uh, certifications that I could get by uh, by receiving more of these continuing education credits, it was something that uh, 
that I focused on and pursued quite heavily, um, you know, and, and I've been able to receive more credits through attending educational seminars through Apex, uh, taking some, some classes online through Northwood University, uh, you know, classes in, in sales, sales management, marketing, category management, uh, lots of opportunities uh, to earn some credits from Northwood University. And uh, after I believe I completed Leadership 2.0, which is another program that's offered uh, from the University of the Aftermarket, um, I, I did earn my aftermarket, excuse me, my automotive aftermarket professionals degree. Um, and, and it's something to be proud of. You know, it's, it's a, uh, it's, it's an acknowledgement within the industry that shows that you're committed to the industry. You're committed to continuing your, continuing your education. Uh, and it allows you to, to kind of focus in on some areas where maybe you want to improve, uh, your knowledge. So it's, it's, I believe, I believe wholeheartedly that it's a, it's a fantastic program. I've, I've, made a lot of connections through the networking, uh, through leadership 2.0 and, and through some of these educational seminars that, uh, that I've attended. And as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm hoping, uh, after, uh, at, at apex in 2018, I'm about uh, four credits shy of the MAAP, which is, uh, the master automotive aftermarket professional, uh, degree or certification. So, very excited to uh, to pursue that here in the next eleven or twelve months. Well, I, I was going to ask, you know, if that was a, that was a goal to attain was the MAAP, and uh, I wish you best of luck on on attaining that. And, and it does; it separates, uh, it shows that connection that that uh, you're devoted to the automotive aftermarket. Uh, so, yeah, I congratulate you on that. Is that something that you? I mean, you, you mentioned making connections. You feel that that was definitely a value to you for the future. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, as a uh, as a, a young individual that that's trying to develop themselves professionally in this in this industry, I think it's extremely important that that you grow your your social network and and get to know as many people as you possibly can, and you know, uh, put some of those competitive uh feelings to the side and and get to know the people that uh that work for you know the companies that that maybe you compete with a little bit as well uh there's there's lots of good people in this industry uh and and so much knowledge that's available from from the folks that have grown up in this industry and have been in this industry for 20 30 40 maybe even 50 years so uh, you know, the, the more people that you get the opportunity to get to know and sit down with and learn from, I think that's going to make us uh, better leaders of the of the automotive industry in the future. Yeah, I, I mean, this is definitely a relationship-based industry. You know, you, you make those connections, and you, and you may not work with them directly within the next six months, but you'll see each other at different conferences and, and you know, at Apex and different uh, occasions and, and you create that relationship that that is very vital within this industry so i know you i mean technician academy we we focus on you know the technicians and um we the value that the technician brings to this industry and obviously you know working parts delivery and, and now 
distribution, making sure that the customers have what the, they need when they need it. What kind of value do you think that the trained technician brings to this industry? You know, a trained technician is so important for, for many reasons. Um, you know, we, we look at our, at our shop owners and our, our shop technicians as, as partners in the business. Um, you know, they, they're the ones that are going to tell us what their, what their wants and their needs are. And, uh, you know, the, the more we can develop our relationship with those folks, the, the better off we're going to be. And the more likely that we're going to be able to, uh, make sure that we have the inventory that they're going to need. And that's, what's important for making sure that they get their customers back on the road as quickly as possible. Yeah. And that's very true. I mean, uh, that technician is the guy who throws away the box and, and he has to have the box there with the part in it before he can put it on the vehicle. So, uh, you know, that distribution, I think is something that, uh, can be taken for granted at times. You know, it's a, it can be a thankless job, but whenever that part doesn't show up when it's supposed to, it's, you're definitely reminded of whose fault it is. I, my experience with the parts counter. So, uh, yeah, it's extremely important. Now we, we've heard the industry's talked about technician shortage and whether it's true or not, I believe it is. I believe we're getting to a, a cliff, uh, you might say, of shortage of technicians or skilled labor. And, and in our pre-call, you mentioned how important skilled labor was, and, and you believe that there was a shortage of skilled labor across the board. But in the automotive industry specifically, do you see a shortage of skilled labor on the distribution side or the machine shop side? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's... it's I The... We... We often um, struggle, I would say, is, is probably the best term, We uh, where we find it very difficult to find uh, qualified machinists that, uh, that, that want to come to work for us. Um, you know, we're not, uh, it's not the, the glitz and the glamour of performance machining, um, but we, uh, we do get involved in that. We get involved in agriculture. We get involved in, uh, um, you know, uh, airplanes, uh, heck, some of our, some of our shops get, uh, train engines in there. I mean, there's, it's a very diverse, uh, uh, workplace for our machine shops, but it's, uh, you don't see the folks coming out of, uh, of, you know, junior colleges, community colleges, um, with the, uh, a degree in, in machining and, and wanting to come right into, uh, you know, a, an automotive setting and be a machinist. Uh, there, you know, a lot of times the young guys are looking for something a little more glorifying, uh, but maybe the money's not quite as good. Uh, you know, we've, we've been able to provide steady work to, uh, quite a few machinists. We have a number of our machine shops. You know, I think I mentioned earlier, we have about 17 machine shops and, uh, uh, the majority of those machine shops have, uh, have two or more individuals working in there. Uh, we've got, uh, there's quite a bit of work that, uh, that's needed by our machinists and, and making sure that we find somebody that's, that's skilled and trained is very important because, uh, that's, that's not an area where, uh, where somebody can just, uh, take a guess at something and, and send it out the door and, and hope it's right. Um, it's important that, that, you know, the machinists are, are performing the work to the specific tolerances of uh, the manufacturers and the capabilities of, you know, whether it's an engine block or a cylinder head, making sure that we're not taking any of that stuff out of tolerance while we're working on it. So, you know, and, and I think that's same can be said about, uh, 
looking for skilled and trained technicians. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a technician. I have, I would not even call myself a shade tree, uh, type guy. That would be offensive to probably the, the real shade tree people out there. Um, I, uh, I enjoy working on some of my own stuff, but I also know my limitations and finding good trained repair facilities is very important to me because I need to make sure that I've got my, my vehicle back and, uh, on the road so that, uh, I can make sure that I can perform my duties at work. So it's, it's very important that we find those skilled people. And, and I think it's also important that, that, you know, the, the high schools and the community college are stressing the, uh, the need for these types of folks. If somebody has an interest in automotive repair, then that needs to be embraced and encouraged versus uh, being discouraged and, and told that uh, you know, you're not going to get anywhere unless you go to a four-year school. Yeah, and, and that, that's very true and some very good points. I mean, you go back to the machine shop. I mean, they may be uh, working on the head of, of a vehicle that you know, there may only be four operating on the road today. Uh, so, you know, a rare piece that you know, if they make a mistake, that that may not be replaceable. Uh, so yeah, I mean that skill is skill set is extremely uh, vital. And you know, even I, I looked on the Arnold Motor Supply website. You know, you, you're advertising across many locations needing parts counter help. Uh, you know, so as a student goes through, and and we're fortunate. At Technician Academy, we go to community colleges all across the Midwest and present training. And I talk to students that are in automotive programs. And, you know, I know that probably some of those aren't going to go and actually work on cars, but they may leave that program with that foundation. And, you know, they, they would, might be a good parts counter salesperson. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's so many broad, and I think you mentioned it earlier, how broad this industry is as far as occupations. Oh, there's, I mean, there's oodles of opportunity, whether, whether it's, you know, counter delivery management sales, uh, you know, and, and, you know, within those, uh, segments, there's, there's many more opportunities out there, you know, being a manufacturer's sales or a manufacturer's representative, um, you know, working in a, in a manufacturing setting, working in a retail setting, working distribution, there, there's just, there's so much. I believe it was uh, um, a few years back. I think uh, I believe it was John Washbish, the uh, the president and CEO of the Auto Value Alliance, had mentioned uh, you know how large the automotive industry as a whole was. And I'm, I, if I remember correctly, and this was a few years back, so maybe this has changed, but I think it was you know the number two or the number three industry uh, in the country, and. You know, it's people need to understand how much opportunity is available out there when you're the second or third largest industry in the United States. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I and I don't know the exact numbers for 2017, but last I looked, the automotive industry attributes about right at three percent of the gross domestic product of the United States. So whenever you hold that level of occupations and and that much it's definitely an industry worth looking at as a young individual especially you know unlike yourself you were uh, not necessarily driven to be a technician but you had interest in the automotive industry in, in vehicles and cars and and that draws you into where you're at now so to, you know talking about that what stops 
these young people from entering this industry when they get out of high school? You know, it's and and I may be all washed up on this, but it's it's my experience, Richard. When you know, I graduated high school in uh, 2001. I'm I'm 34 years old right now, and uh, you know, I I expressed interest uh, to to my high school educators and and the guidance counselors. Uh, expressed my interest to them in the automotive industry. Uh, you know, I, I job shadowed with a, a technician for a day at the local GM garage. And, you know, I, I guess uh, my guidance counselor did, did not, uh, was not very uh, um, open to that idea. Uh, you know, it, it's I felt as though they really undervalued the industry and undervalued what, what the folks uh, that work in this industry really do. And I'll tell you what, I, I ran into that individual, that technician that, uh, that I job shadowed with, uh, while I was a manager of one of our locations. And he's now, he now owns his own shop. Um, he, he was not super encouraging at the time I met him, uh, when I was in high school, but, when I followed up with him probably six, eight years later while he's running his own shop, I asked him, I said, you know, you probably don't remember this. And I ran through the whole scenario and reminded him of uh, who I was and how I knew him. And I asked him, I said, you know, how do you feel about uh, what you do now? And he says, I love it. He says, there, there's no other place I'd rather be. Once he got the uh, the opportunity to open up his own shop and, and work with his own team and build his own uh, uh, clientele list, uh, you know, his whole outlook changed on that. And, uh, you know, I, I really truly feel that, that, you know, our educators are, you know, they want everybody that it's, it's this mindset that everybody needs to go to a four year school and get a four year degree. And I, I honestly am not 100% on board with that. I have a four year degree. I don't believe that I would be in the same position that I am today without that degree. Um, but there's, there's a lot of opportunities out there, you know, places like Northwood university. Uh, that's a prime example. That was something I was not exposed to until I was out of college three or four years. And I met a, uh, uh, a sales rep for, uh, Tenneco automotive and, uh, you know, was talking to him and found out, you know, where he was from, what he did, how did he get into this industry at such a young age? And he started telling me about Northwood University, and it, it blew my mind. I, I knew that knew nothing about this place, but I knew that had I known about them five or six years earlier, that would have been my my focus uh, for you know my my secondary education. That's where I would have wanted to go. Would have been Northwood University to to get involved with the programs that they had to offer. And because the, the educators that I was around at that time, uh, you know, didn't uh, understand the, uh, the, the potential within the automotive industry, uh, they, they really just kind of pushed us towards the, the four-year university and uh, get that degree here, and, and that's all you're ever going to need. Uh, but I think now people are starting to realize that that's not the case as we run short on uh, – uh, you know, skilled tradespeople out there. Um, you know, the 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 high schools. I, I don't think they, you know, as they cut back on the 
the industrial arts classes, um, you know, it's going to be getting harder and harder to find a, find a plumber or someone that, that can perform repairs around your home or on your vehicle. And uh, those people that, that have those skills are going to be the fortunate ones because the, the demand is going to be very high and the supply of, of skilled tradespeople is going to be very low. So, uh, you know, essentially they're going to be able to set their own prices and, and dictate uh, what the costs can be. Yeah, I mean it's classic example of of how a free market should work, and and you know it's a supply and demand. And I, I made a joke many years ago that you know if everybody went to school to be a rocket scientist, nobody could fix a light bulb at NASA. So, you know, uh, <laughs> that's one of the things that we need to understand and embrace as an industry. And, and you know, I've been in this industry, regretfully to say, or not regretfully, I'm thankful for being in it, but I've been in this industry as long as you've been on the uh, earth. So, uh, but it has changed so drastically in, in that time period. And, and it's, I would say in the time period that you've been in the industry, it's changed more than in the 35 years that I've been working in it. So, uh, you know, we're changing rapidly, we're changing quickly. And you hit on a key point that I think we need to focus on as an industry is talking to those guidance counselors, showing them what this industry holds for their, their students and and even talking to the parents, uh, you know, bringing that information to the parents, because so often I hear it from the parents that, you know, I just thought that working on cars was just a greasy, dirty job that I didn't want my child to do. And truth be known, you know, working on cars today, isn't isn't a real dirty job i mean uh, a lot of laptops a lot of diagnostics a lot of digital you know resources so yeah it's it's quite a bit of change so we talk about the industry and, and how does this industry help uh whether it be education or just in general these students coming out of high school how do we help how do we get to be a part of improving the the shortage you know i, I think it's i think it's a matter of getting out in front of those counselors and those educators and and exposing them to the potential within our industry and getting their support and and it you know making sure they understand uh everything that the automotive industry has to offer young people uh you know there's from from again from the management side to the to repair to sales to you know uh i think there's there's programs out there you know to become a a service writer i mean not uh, not everything in the automotive industry is is uh, repair. Uh, there's there's a lot of potential out there to be in uh, marketing, uh, product, uh, information technology. I mean, IT is growing enormously in in all facets of uh, you know the automotive industry with with the growth of technology in today's vehicles and you know and that's even recognized at the at the consumer electronics show with. With uh, you know their, uh, um, you know with with the the space that they have out there that is specifically tailored to to vehicles and and the technology that's in vehicles it's 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 crazy to think you know we we've got uh, Wi-Fi available in vehicles today uh, you know it's I there's there's people still walking this this earth today that probably don't know what Wi-Fi is but they can have it in their in their new Chevrolet if they want. 
And it's interesting you mentioned the Consumer Electronics Show. I, I've seen the stats on, on last year's show in comparison to Apex. And as far as the automotive section within the Consumer Electronics Show, it's predicted that it could surpass the attendance of Apex within the next five years. You know, you know and I would think that would be something the folks that uh, that are uh, putting Apex together, that's, you know, it's maybe it's time that they start talking with the folks that put on the Consumer Electronics Show and uh and really build something massive out of out of the two um you know it's it's there the, everything is starting to overlap so much that uh it's 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 one is relevant to the other yeah absolutely so is there i mean does does merrill company do they what do they do to retain those employees once they get them you know it's it's the first thing that we that we really do before we even hire folks is is you know, we we expose them to the opportunities that they have within our company, and and you know, and people like myself often talk to to folks that are coming in that, you know, it's I, I'm I don't want to call it a Cinderella story, but uh, you know, it's it's I've worked my way from the ground up, you know, from from delivery and counter and and management, uh, I've run my my sales route for myself for some time. Uh, to the point where, you know, I was offered the opportunity to become uh, in charge of our distribution. Um, so, you know, we, we want to expose folks to that and that if they're interested in, in wanting to uh, to grow, uh, that they can do that. Um, you know, we, we listen to their ideas when they come in. There's, you know, a lot of times it's, it's great to get a new perspective from someone you know, maybe coming into this industry or maybe has changed employers, but, uh, but always been in the, uh, in the automotive industry to, to listen to their ideas and, and their wants and their needs and, uh, and think about how, how we can put those things into action to, to make us better. And, you know, it's, it's important that we train, we empower, and then we follow up with these folks and, and make sure that, uh, that we're doing everything we can to support them uh, while they're uh, while they're performing their job duties. You know, it, it goes back to that that whole team aspect. I, I I'm a firm believer. You know, we we all win together, we all lose together, and that's that's part of what makes our company great is is the this team mentality and you know and the fact that we are uh, an employee owned partnership. Um, you know, Arnold Motor Supply and the Merrill Company is is owned by its employees and. Uh, we take a lot of pride in what we do because we are a part of this. This is ours. So um, that's you know those are some of the things that we do to uh, to make sure that we retain good people. Um, you know we also want them to uh, like myself to to embrace uh, continuing education. You know we we have taken a, a, a pretty strong stance with with helping uh, partner with our technicians in providing training clinics to them, whether it's a, you know, an after work type thing or it's a lunch and learn. Um, and that's something we want to expose our folks to as well. You know, making sure that if they want to, uh, to pursue uh, further education, that we support that and, uh, and we help them out as much as we can while they're, while they're completing whatever it is they've set their, set their sights on. 
Well, yeah, that's some great pieces and some great words of, of wisdom to look at for, for other companies that are, you know, maybe suffering a little bit as far as retaining employees. Uh, you know, then this question, this question I'm getting ready to ask you a lot of, and I try to ask this to, to most of my guests, because I think we, any of us that are in the industry have a duty to forward any information or any wisdom that we can to the future of this industry, the future employees, the future individuals. So if I was to ask you, or you're, you're, you were to have to give a keynote speech in, at a conference, and it was a room full of younger individuals that are, that are looking at the professional positions within the automotive aftermarket, and you know, future leaders uh, of this industry, what, what would be your topic? What would be your focus of that speech? You know, I think I think the uh, the primary focus would be, uh, you know, I've said this multiple times, would be opportunity. Um, you know, it's there's the automotive industry has so much to offer, and if if you're in sales and you've been doing that and and you feel like it's time for something more and you want to get involved in the marketing or you want to get involved in the management, um, that's that's always something that's that's going to be there. You know. Even if even if travel isn't done on the surface of the earth, and and someday the the Jetsons car, uh, you know, becomes a a real thing, uh, there's always going to be a need for repair there. There's always going to be a need for supply of of goods to perform those repairs. So, you know, I firmly believe the automotive industry is is an industry that. Uh, you know, like the uh, medical industry is not going anywhere. There's always going to be a need for us. And uh, that the way we look may change over time. And the, the parts that we're supplying and the vehicles that we're repairing and our shops, all that may change. And we've seen that change, you know, in 50, 60, 70 years. Um, but uh there's always going to be a need for us. And therefore that is always going to offer an opportunity for folks to, to do whatever it is they may want to do. I mean, it's from, from designing a vehicle to, uh, you know, to, to throw in a new set of tires on there, um, you know, or, or, you know, waxing it. There's, there's always going to be something, you know, from start to finish, there's, there's always going to be something there for people to do. And it's, like I said, it's, it, the industry is so large. There's, there's so much opportunity for people to take advantage of. And I think that's what I would focus on and, and make sure, you know, and make sure that everybody understands that it's how great this industry is and how awesome it is to be involved in this industry and have those many opportunities available to you so yeah and and clearly by you know we discussed your your history in the industry clearly you've taken advantage of those opportunities and and i congratulate you that on that and and i i'm thankful that you've taken some time out of your your busy schedule to talk with us here on the technician academy podcast but i mean with all this time and, and obviously the success that you've had with the merrill company have you had time for any hobbies other than automotive you know the uh, with with being as passionate as I am about about automotive, it's it's hard to get away from. But uh, outside of the automotive field, um, you know, we it's it's always fun just to kind of get away and uh, and uh, you know.
a quiet, peaceful place. Uh, we kind of like to to get out on the water. Uh, you know, we're we're big boating people. I grew up uh, in in what I call East Coast Iowa on the Mississippi River. Um, so I've I've kind of grown up on the water, and and we've got some great lakes around here in Northwest Iowa around the Spencer area that we get to take advantage of. So we get out, we do some fishing, we do some boating. Um, you know, we, we try to, uh, do some hunting when it's possible. I've, I've been involved with, uh, Ducks Unlimited for quite a few years, was the chairman of our local chapter, uh, before relocating here. So, uh, you know, it's the community involvement is also something that, uh, that I like to do as well. You know, it's, it's, it's fun to get out there and, and, you know, meet new people and, and, uh, you know, help the community out and, and help the, uh, help everyone grow and, and try to prosper as much as you can. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, and we, like I said, we, you've been gracious with your time here. Uh, I know you busy schedule and, and got, uh, you know, commitments to go to yet today. Uh, but quickly, what, what are your closing thoughts to the listener? What do you want them to leave this podcast knowing? You know, just don't ever think that you know everything. There's, there's always more to learn. There is, there is educational opportunities out there. Um, get out and meet people. Get as active as you can in your community, in your industry, and, and grow yourself and your network as much as possible uh the more you know the more powerful you can become and the more valuable you will become to your organization and the people around you that's that's very good very good words so yeah kyle again congratulations on the impact award uh congratulate you on that uh congratulate you on your on your history in the automotive aftermarket and it's going to be interesting to see you know what what the aftermarket holds for you in the future i i I expect big things to see big things from from you in the future uh your past shows that so congratulations on that like i said i i deeply and humbly am thankful for the time that you've given us here on the podcast and uh you know hopefully we'll catch up with you in the future and catch up on what you're what you're doing or what your next goals are or next uh next things that you attain well, thank you, Richard. I, I appreciate the invitation and uh, and the opportunity to uh, to get involved with you today. It it uh, it means a lot. So, well, thank I you. appreciate it. Yes. All right. Until next time. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Technician Academy podcast, brought to you by Extend Performance. Don't forget to visit us online at technician.academy. We are also on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Technician.academy, built to educate.